0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Intentional Marriage Podcast. We are your hosts. I'm Cresta. As usual, I'm joined by my amazing husband, Justin. Hey, guys. How's it going, Justin? Not too bad. Good. Not too bad. Good. So this is a podcast where you can talk about, uh, I'm sorry, we talk about ways that you can strengthen your marriage. Um, You can join us every week for inspirational stories, practical advice, expert tips, all things that you can use to... Live your happily ever after. Yes. Thanks for tuning in.
1: Yes, for sure.
0: Yeah. So, I don't ever get to surprise Justin. Nope. I think this is a first. Yeah. He has no idea what we're talking about.
1: Mm-mm, I don't like it. <laughs>
0: you hate surprises. I love surprises. Yeah. Let's see how this goes.
1: No. No?
0: <laughs> okay, you go then. <laughs> Tell me what we're talking about.
1: I have no idea.
0: <laughs> okay. Um, so, a couple of weeks ago, we talked about... Um, answering your partner's emotional call mm-hmm. and we shared a little bit of a story. We, we gave very vague details, right. um, on that story. You were traveling. I had a doctor's appointment. Yep. Um, I came home and took a nap. You did. I don't know if You guys remember that story, but that was kind of it in a nutshell. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, we talked about answering each other's emotional calls. So, um, Since that day, um, things have gone kind of in a spiral. Um, I don't know when this is going to air, but on June 28th, I was diagnosed with breast cancer. Yes. Yes. So we're going to talk about it, Justin. Are you okay with that? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So (laughs) I'm going to let you do some of the talking. Okay. So go. what what do you, like, I don't know. Tell me where you're at with this. Or do you want to kind of give a little rundown real quick, maybe, of where we're at in this this process?
1: Yeah, why don't you give them a rundown of kind of like how oh. you found it? Oh,
0: it was completely accidental. Yes. It was, I, I guess uh, you could call it a miracle. Yeah. Um, some would just call it coincidence. Yeah, um, absolutely. Happenstance. Yeah. yeah. So um, in February, I was having heart condition issues that I never had before. Mm-hmm. Um, so they did an echocardiogram, which is an ultrasound on the heart, and in that they found a a spot on my liver, and the cardiologist sent me for a CT scan to try to figure out what was going on with the spot on my liver. I went got the CT. It was a nightmare trying to get results. Yes, it was. (laughs) But eventually we got results. Yeah. Uh, Found out that the spot on my liver was not a spot on my liver. It was a glitch in their machine. Right, Um, right. But found this mass in my breast. Uh, It was, again, another nightmare trying to get results over to the regular doctor who then sent me for a mammogram and an ultrasound. That was um, the day that we that he was traveling and I was home and we were talking about the emotional calls. Mm-hmm. Um Yeah. So what has happened since then?
1: Uh well, Biopsy. I mean, I mean at that point we you got the biopsy?
0: Yep. About a week later.
1: About a week later. Um and what about a week after that? We <laughs> a got, week after that. We got the results. Um and at that time the surgeon uh kind of went through things kind of backwards because of the way it was found. And yeah, at that point she thought late stage two, early stage three, Mm -hmm. um, based on the lump in your breast and the lymph node. Yeah. Both, both are positive. Both are positive. Um, yeah, it's her two positive estrogen, negative
0: estrogen, progesterone negative. Negative.
1: Yeah. Yeah, So it's not the triple negative, which is a good thing. Yes. (laughs) Um, but really the the uh the surgeon was i don't know for lack of a better word just going off things she had heard cuz she's not an oncologist and and
0: she told us that she about told, she told 20 us that a hundred
1: times um but she she was unsure how to not necessarily how to rate it it was just outside her her area of expertise And so she was very cautious in in telling us things, but she thought based on on what she was seeing, it was going to be late stage two or er early stage three. Right. um, Because it didn't appear to have metastasized. Past that lymph node, yeah. Yeah, past past the lymph node. Uh, But then today we went back in. Uh, You had the PET scan yesterday. Yes. That was a
0: nightmare too, by the way. (laughs) We had, uh, over the 4th of July... Uh, obviously, people are not working on the fourth. So the fourth of July was a Tuesday. On Monday, we had some pretty nasty thunderstorms, mm-hmm. and I was scheduled for my pet scan first thing Wednesday morning. Right. And when we got there, they said, "Oh, it's going to have to be rescheduled because our right our machines are all down because of the thunderstorm." So
1: yeah, and they weren't sure when they were going to reschedule. It ended up being rescheduled for the next day. Yes. And so our appointment with the doctor wasn't changed; just the the time timing of the pet scan was. Mm-hmm. And so we went in today, and I mean all things considered got the best news we probably could have gotten
0: sitting where we're sitting, yes, yeah. it was the the best news
1: uh early stage two two a
0: is 2A. where they put me yeah
1: two a um with the size of the two tumor that she has uh it would have been uh well within stage one, but because it had gone to the lymph node uh it is stage two, yep. I uh, had not metastasized outside of that, uh, just like the surgeon thought. Yep. And so the doctor put a plan together, talked to us. Um, so many questions. I You you hear so much about cancer. You hear so much about uh, what people go through. and You just
0: hear general things.
1: You hear general things, and everybody has advice because everybody's had somebody close to them go through it. Mm-hmm. Um, and... You know one thing we're learning early on um, it's good to be there for people for support but just keep your mouth shut about other people's experiences right because um, everybody's experiences is so different um, you know, a lot of people. Oh, I had a grandma die of that. Oh, I had somebody. You yeah, know, I, you
0: don't ever want to talk to a cancer patient no. about somebody else that's died. I, I'm gonna at some point do a list of things you don't say to a cancer patient. <laughs> <Right>.
1: <laughs> you know, and, and you know this. This sounds probably almost counterintuitive, but you know, oh, I had I had a mom that went through that, and you know, she she's doing great today. You know, while that is good to hear and good to know. And statistics would say at, at crest stage, there's what a 80 to 90% survival survival rate. Right. Um, which means they've come a long way in it, but at the same time, you know, the, the person who is going through it has to be prepared to fight, um, regardless of what the survival rates are. Right. Um, you've just got to be prepared to fight and, you know, uh, it's, it's a hard balance because you want to encourage people who have it. You want to encourage them to, to keep going. But in the same breath, um, it's a very real thing. Yeah. And and somebody telling you, oh, my mom had it. It wasn't that big of a deal. Or she got through it real quick. That doesn't take your fear away. Right. It doesn't ease your concerns. And
0: everybody's cancer is different. Yeah. Everybody, there is no I mean I'm sure there's two people that have had the same, but there are so many different possibilities. So many
1: different variables.
0: And variables and age, like range. Everything is different in cancer for everybody. Yeah. And and even just breast cancer alone. It's not just breast cancer. There's the the hormone positive, negative. There's HER2 positive, negative, there's triple negative, there's mm-hmm. stage one, stage four.
1: Right.
0: There's different kinds of chemo for each of those situations uh, and your age can can change what your treatment is.
1: Uh, and your doctors are different. Yeah. Different yeah. doctors are going to have different ways that they want to treat it, different ways that they've seen success. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and the Internet can be a great thing and it also can be a dangerous thing.
0: Right. You have to be careful you with, to... with your self-research.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Careful and just be smart about it. Mm -hmm. You know, because you want to do your own research, especially with all the information we have out there. But while you want to do your own research so you understand what you're going through or or what your spouse is going through, you're also sitting across the table that from an individual who has spent uh, at at least eight years studying medical type stuff, plus their residency, plus any fellowships they've had, Mm-hmm. plus, you know, wherever they've been. So, you know, you're looking at somebody that has, you know, once they get out and they're on their own, at least eight years of experience. Right. You know, and, and we want to go in and, and, and question doctors and well, we- um, right away and say, hey, you know, do you know what you're doing? Well, their experience is is far more... They're far more educated than we are, and and that's not to say you don't want to do your own education. That's not to say that maybe you have a, a alternative method that that you may want to try. And I would encourage everybody to take, uh, to take the lead in their own healthcare and, and be their, their own their advocate. Education. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but also listen to the advice of doctors. We
0: got we got lucky. Um, some would say, oh, how'd you, like, get that unlucky? Um, my oncologist is this. This is his first week in town. This is I'm his first one week of his first patients. Yeah, but we got lucky in the fact that he did a fellowship in Arizona. He did his um, residency in
1: uh, somewhere else. In the somewhere States.
0: else, but he also has international experience. He does. He is from the UK. He's, He's from Nigeria. Nigeria. He studied Nigeria. in the UK.
1: Stud- studied in the UK. Yeah,
0: he and he's been that's not the only international, you know, realm that he's been he's, in. He's
1: worked in the UK, he's worked in Ireland. Yes, Ireland, that's Scotland. where he said. Um, mm-hmm. you know, so he has some European experience, which which is uh which is always good, uh, because every country like, you know, we have the FDA here and you know, I could go on about the <laughs> the downfall of the <laughs> FDA and how they like to pro prolong things, but Right. You know, he's, he's dealt with all those different type of fe- federal agencies in different countries, and he has probably been exposed to more varieties of treatment, more varieties of care. Than different options. Different options than here, here in the States. Um, you know, we, we were doing a little bit of research on him the day after we figured out how to spell his name. <laughs> and, uh, you know, he, he's on Twitter, and he was posting some of uh, the research he was doing. Uh, over the last five years.
0: With leukemia, right? With
1: leukemia da- down in Arizona. Um, some of the research he was doing. And, uh, you know, it's just comforting to know that uh, he has spent a lot of time um, studying this stuff. Um, and he did do some research on breast cancer as well. Um,
0: so one thing that I have to give him credit for, I mean, you know, Justin, that I, I've talked to you in at, at length about how I've never really felt like doctors care uh, mm-hmm. about me specifically. And, right. I, and I've had those moments during this process too.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, the hurry up and wait. Um, we're going to call you today and then you don't hear from them. Um, right. You, it, it makes you feel like doctors don't care. And I've, I've dealt with that my whole life. Um, but I loved the way that he started today with what do you already know about your cancer?
1: Right. Yeah.
0: So he, he treated me like, like I'm not dumb. Right for one,
1: mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> so that was that was awesome.
1: Yeah, and he uh, he he can't draw to save his life. No, nope. but but, he but it tried, was a cute little picture. <laughs> he tried to draw and kind of explain the cancer to you, explain how how it's growing. Um, oh,
0: it's intraductal too.
1: Intraductal, yes. Which is the most common? The most common. Yes. He he also, to his credit, uh, wrote down everything he was going to give you as far as the chemo treatment, as far as yep. the the. The protein blockers or the her2 blockers. Yeah, Uh, he wrote down how long you're going to take it. Uh, He
0: he said that we're going at it hard. We're going aggressive because I'm apparently I'm pretty young for this. Um, and he apparently apparently yeah. (laughs) Um, I'm you told him I'm I'm ancient compared to you today.
1: Well, that's that's a true statement, but that's that's a comparison.
0: So, so yeah, we're doing, um, it, it's going to be interesting.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, so we, we also had a conversation yesterday with somebody who said, uh, what did she say? She said, it's not your cancer. It's cancer. And it's your diagnosis, not both of you's diagnosis that, that it's that not for both of
1: you. Crazy. <laughs>
0: That's what I I wanted to get your thoughts on that. So she said that it's my diagnosis, not my cancer. It's cancer. Cancer is not owned by anybody. (laughs) It's my diagnosis and that uh, Justin has no part in it. So, Justin, take it away.
1: (laughs) I think she did a very bad job at explaining what she was trying to say. Right. I think what she was trying to say, and I'll give her the benefit of the doubt here, is that you are the one going through cancer. You're going to be the one going through chemo. You're going to be the one who has to deal with all of that. Right. I'm not going to have to deal with that. Um, <clears throat> I'm not going to be losing my hair. I'm not going to be nauseous. I'm not going to be the one possibly throwing up. Right. That none. I don't get to go through any of that. Right. And I think that's what she was trying to say is we live in a selfish society, so don't take away your glory, (laughs) I think is what she was trying, trying to say.
0: Right. And that, that's, again, you have to be careful what you say to patients of any kind.
1: And to, to her credit, she, she, she is right in that aspect. Right. I'm not going to go through what you're going through. No, but I'm you're going to go understand. through something
0: that I'm not going to go through,
1: right? And and I think that's I think that's what's so unique about having the support system, right? Is because you are going going to be the one going through it. You're going to be the one who needs um, meals cooked for you, people taking care of you, mm-hmm. uh, people letting you know that nothing's changed as far as their relationship with you their thoughts of you you're gonna be the one who, who who needs all that we're gonna be the ones providing all that right that emotional support um so yeah so in, in it, it's you know no two people go through the exact same thing right you know it's it's no different than you know if if you know you have a different job than me Mm -hmm. Um, and you know, one, one thing I heard uh, a long time ago, and I don't know if I've talked, talked about it recently, but you know, a lot of people are really quick to, I don't want to say quick, but a lot of people like to do the job comparison. Like, oh, he has a hard job. He works hard. Oh, he doesn't have a hard job. And I'm not talking about work ethic. I'm talking about the actual job description. Right. The actual
0: work itself.
1: Yeah. And (laughs) You you and I have talked about it in the past, but if you have somebody who is, let's say they they deliver deliver Coke to grocery stores.
0: I know somebody that used to do that.
1: Yeah, I know somebody that does do it. (laughs) Um, One of you. (laughs) I know a few. (laughs) Um, And then you have somebody that works in an office. Right. Well, your body becomes conditioned to doing those certain things and... You know, it, it's easy to see that person in the office and say, well, you got a good job. You got a cake job. It's it's easy to do what you do. But really, at the end of the day, work is work. Right. And work tires everybody out. mm mm-hmm. um, And I can't tell you, me specifically right now, I hear that all the time. Oh, you've got an easy job. Oh, you've got... Well, yeah, I've got an easy job, but I've got an easy job for a couple reasons. I've got an easy job because I've, I've worked for several years to gain the experience and the, the, uh, the know-how, the 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 knowledge to go and do that type of work and to
0: make it easy
1: and to make it easy. I've also, uh, I've set myself up so that I can do that within my current job. So you know, like my job specifically, you know, if. If if you go and take care of your customers, when you go back the second time, there's not a lot to do there because I've done everything the first time, and so it's it's just a little bit of cleaning up here and there, um, you know. So there are a couple reasons why some sometimes people like to compare. Sometimes people think they have it easier, and and that's you know. So so for for me to look at you and say, man, she has it bad or rough. No, she has it different. Right. You know, because it's, it's not easy when your wife gets diagnosed with cancer.
0: (laughs) I, I, I I see you, uh, on a regular basis. Like you were in that room with me when, when she told us what was going on. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it's not, I can't imagine that it's any easier for you than it is for me so far.
1: No, but like, and then on, from your perspective it's not easy being told you have cancer because there's so many unknowns right you know what what's you know what's the you know what's the mortality rate of this you know how much longer do I have how bad is it right like, what and, kind of pain am I gonna go through like
0: and I had never even looked into it because they're you know they they push so hard about uh, family history
1: which is a bunch family
0: of history family history family I have no family history
1: yeah if you go look at the statistics put out by uh actual uh, you know known organizations 5 to 10% of cancer diagnosis are actually related to, to genetics
0: and i and i also don't have the BRCA1 gene no so <laughs> no there was never any reason for me to research or look into it or consider it
1: no and i and i think that kind of goes back to there was reason, you just didn't know there was reason. I didn't reason. know it. Right,
0: yeah. right. Because I was told that I didn't have a reason.
1: Yeah, and, you know, it's it's not what you know that you don't know that hurts you. It's what you don't know you don't know that hurts you. Right.
0: You mm-hmm. know,
1: and so, you know, one thing we would encourage anybody to do. Everybody to do. Is just go get yourself checked out on a regular basis. Yes. yearly, annual, physicals.
0: Right, so that's another thing. Like, I am 44 years old. And I was always told, because you don't have that family history, we're not going to start mammograms until you're 45. So don't even worry about it. I'm not 45 yet.
1: <laughs> yeah. So I'm going to tell a little story, and it, it will relate back to this. So I was watching a TikTok the other day, and it was an inside edition TikTok, so I don't know how old it was. But they had this spray that they sprayed on uh, hotel beds.
0: That's creepy. And it was a spray that said <laughs> something like, I was here
1: or I, I slept here or something. And, and they'd rent out the room one night and then they'd run out the same room under a different name the next night.
0: The same person?
1: It'd be a different person. Okay. Or diff- different name. It was a news organization. Um, and they would do that so that the maids would clean the bed. And so you watch this TikTok. And I, I mean, they were going to like uh, Marriott's, Hilton's, um, That's not okay. All named hotels that that every one of us know. And, you know, they'd come in and every single hotel after hotel after hotel after hotel hotel failed.
0: They weren't changing the sheets. They weren't
1: changing the sheets. Oh, that's
0: not okay. For
1: somebody who travels all the time, it was a little gross.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: I should send that to the rest of my team because we all travel and I'm sure they would all appreciate that. Right. Uh They would hate you forever. (laughs) Right. (laughs) They would
0: be glad to get rid of you.
1: So everybody <laughs> listening right now is saying that's gross. That's disgusting. How can somebody do that?
0: But you don't know that.
1: But here's the thing and and here's how I I would relate it back to my team that I work with is those maids were just cutting a corner.
0: Yeah, everybody the, does it
1: at their job. So they were just ta- they they were just cutting a corner because that's human nature. And so you go to these doctors and they're saying don't don't go get a mammogram until you're 45 why because the age range is age, age range is 40 to 45 doctors are humans just like us and if human nature we're going to take the easiest way out mm-hmm. so if they don't see any need for you to go why would they want to do extra paperwork for themselves and that's why you guys have got to be advocates for yourself for your own medical care yes um because
0: or get a husband like mine he'll advocate for me yes
1: (laughs) um but yeah you know that's just human nature for us to cut corners you know whether it's changing a sheet sending somebody for a test that you think is worthless um you know we all have jobs we all know the shortcuts we can take some have bigger ramifications than others based on your career um and it's just it's just human nature and so as far as being healthy you've got to take your own you've got to be your own advocate and at the end of the day, you can look at your doctors, you can look at your primary care physician, you can say, well, you didn't tell me, but it, it doesn't really matter because it's your life.
0: Yeah, It's your life. It's your body. It's your health.
1: Yes. You know, it's on you. It, it It's a hundred percent on you, you know, and, and you can blame doctors all you want. It's not going to change the circumstance. So. When they say you have an option to do it at 40 or 45, do the 40. What What's the worst that's going to happen? Right. They're going to find something earlier than if you were to wait another five years.
0: Well, a lot of the times insurance isn't going to pay for certain things at certain ages. So check your insurance because they, they probably will if you ask for it.
1: Yeah. So anyway. Yeah. That's about all I got.
0: Then close us out, honey. <laughs> all right.
1: <laughs> so, um, you know, marriages take uh, different turns. Yes. Things can always surprise you. But uh, if, if you and your spouse are ready to take the next steps towards having a more intentional and healthy relationship with, with each other, uh, then marriage coaching is the perfect investment. Start today by scheduling a free 30-minute breakthrough session where we can determine the best plan moving forward. Uh, we can also uh, get you guys introduced into our, our our mini course, which is three days. Um, I say three days. It, it, it would pro- probably take most couples about, about a week to go through um, if they sit down, down and do everything. But you'll gain the tools necessary to create a healthier and more fulfilling future together. So like, subscribe, and we'll talk to you guys next time.
0: Bye.